This is Slash. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was waiting for like, like, I was like, oh. Now that the cheese mess session's over. All right. I'm going to do the, the episode's going to be three minutes long and it's going to be just this conversation. I'm just kidding. <laughs> should, I, should, I, should, I, should I cue in? Is that what you're saying to me, Mikey? Mm-hmm. It's like, well, you know, you're hosting today, so whenever you're ready, sir. Oh yeah. Right, are you ready, Lance? Do you have any? Do you want to discuss anything beforehand? Or are you good? Yeah. You that's, how help? you guys doing? Anybody seen anything new this uh, year so far that you liked? Okay, you need to do the intro. Oh. This is Slashers, your favorite podcast for your new favorite horror media. My name's Lance, and I'm here always with my esteemed colleagues and cohorts, Aiden Mike. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Do you want to try that again? Jesus. Oh, that's, that's fine. fine. He just. He's not going to edit it anyways. <laughs> he, just, yeah. well, he totally forgot your name, Mikey. So. I said Mikey. Yeah. I'll call you Mike. I know you. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. That's why I said, Mikey. Oh, <laughs> it's okay. Oh my God. Okay. He just thinks I'm anyway. Clearly. <laughs> mm. Oh, it's all love. Of course. All right. So we're doing a Children of the Corn Five Fields of Terror. But before we start that conversation, but how do you feel it's gone so far for yourself in this journey that we've gone on so far? So for the first four films that we've done? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I think I, it's funny because I was I was you know I always listen to the podcast after it it goes on and Aid mentioned like there is this a uh, series that the first one was good and the rest of them suck and I'm trying to think of what it was and then she was like actually I think it might be this one <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about it I don't think they're actually bad movies a lot of regular moviegoers aren't gonna like them but I think standalone each of them have a redeeming quality even the Naomi Watts one. I think what kind of does it a disservice is that we're watching them back to back. Cause like, I'm kind of at a point where I'm like over it, <laughs> not over it, but it's like all this corn is giving me diabetes. Get <laughs> some kettle corn in here somewhere. Yeah. But if you, if you don't watch them back to back, cause it's not a movie, it's not a series you have to watch back to back, but if you're yeah. like, Oh, I'm going to watch like one a month. Like it's pretty fun. Yeah. All of them start off really good. And then it's like that, that three quarter spot where it really determines how they're going to rank. Because they do a really good job establishing characters and setting what the story is going to be. Mm-hmm. And then at the uh, three-quarter mark is where they try to like razzle-dazzle you and it either works or it doesn't. In that same sense, it's, it's kind of like it's funny because sometimes they're a standalone kind of vibe to them. So if you did see them like not in a marathon, it might play better. But as a marathon, <laughs> it's been slightly rough. I mean, Aid, what do you think? Yeah, no, definitely. I would say that too, because I remember liking part five better than I do now. Yeah. When I rewatched it, I was like, like it just dragged for me. And I don't know if it was because, you know, I'm expecting some kind of wow factor, especially because I feel like this one has, well, this one, these next two have probably the biggest cast, I would say of people. Most stars probably, right? Yeah, the most stars, like, this one has, like, you know, Ava Mendez, 
Alexis Arquette, Kane Hodder's in it. What's his name from Dustal Dawn is in it. Uh, the guy behind me, the cute one, he's in Days of Our Lives and a bunch of other shit. Yeah, he's hot. <laughs> the one nice sand guy. <laughs> I would have capped him. Like, what's wrong with her? <laughs> but, like, I just think that I, I don't even know if they're good enough for standalone. Like, I, it's like, I was saying earlier today, I'm very disappointed with the fact that I feel like this isn't a very difficult concept. Like, you can make these movies for a pretty low budget, right? Like, I don't mm. really think they need a high budget for these films. But, like, if you have a good story and it can drive it forward, you know, then I can believe it. I just feel like, I don't know what it is about this one. This one dragged, and then the the 666 that we're getting into, I felt like that one was just a bunch of just fluff and bullshit. And I just don't understand, like, why we can't have a decent sequel to this film. Like what what is going on? Like I feel like one one, two, and three are fine. Yeah. Great movies. I like all three of them. Four is where it starts to fall off for me. But I think I think for for one, two, and three, it felt like it was an actual concept. Like make you know what I mean? Like more so that they were trying to kind of remember what the other movie was. After that, it seemed like they're like, yeah, fuck it, we're just gonna do <laughs> you know. Yeah. Four is where it's kind of obvious. We talked about last time that they're just trying to get something out to renew the license. Yeah. Because, and just so everyone knows, four is, um, is it Fields of Chicago? Terror? No, four is, four is... Oh, sorry. Uh... That's the Naomi Watts one. That's The Gathering. We're talking the about gathering, five. Yeah. We're talking about yeah. number five, which is oh, yeah. Fields, Fields of Terror. Fields of Terror. Mm -hmm. um, which stars uh, her first role, lovely... Eva Mendes, which I was getting very much like, remember when Michelle Rodriguez was in The Breed? And it's like, she's oh, typically, wow. she's typically yeah. a, a tough girl, but she's playing just like a typical girl. That's kind of how I felt about Eva Mendes here. But the biggest, what I thought was going to be refreshing, because like, oh, okay, it's like a completely different storytelling perspective. Because this is the first time we get the typical friends going on a road trip. Something happens, they get stranded in the area and shit ensues. But then I was like, but also that might be an indicator of not really putting too much thought behind it because that's the typical recipe for a horror movie. So it's like you sp you spit that on it. I mean, you, you put that twist on it. And, um, <laughs> and Sorry, I don't know what I was thinking about. But this is the one I told you about. The only one I saw when it comes to the girl jumping in the silo. Turns out that was Eva Mendes. And yeah. she this... didn't jump. She like she you mean the, just... the weird crawl pop off. She, she buddy of... hopped off to the side of the screen. Oh my god, I cannot. How dare Sorry, you. go ahead. She jumped and she sacrificed herself. She so... did. It wasn't that hard to talk her into that, but not that hard to talk her into sleeping She's with that one guy. She's heartbroken. Is she heartbroken? She's heartbroken. Emotional. Um, but I think this is why I didn't watch the other ones, because this one is very much like there's no entity. There's no spiritual aspect of it. There's It's just people killing people. So you think this was more of your uh, shark jump type scenario for these movies? Oh. They were talking about shark that's in the corn. I was like, no, it's a different movie. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think it qualifies because jumping the shark is putting something in outrageous that doesn't work. Whereas this isn't necessarily doing anything outrageous. It's just being boring, like uncreative. But it's, it is it is kind of boring. And these, the next two that we're getting into don't have any kids. They're all either 
teenagers i think they're supposed to be teenagers they're probably like early 20s but that's yeah. who's killing people is like are like are they the children like the biggest draw to children of the corn original is that it's these kids that killed their parents and want to live in this or that are living in a society of a different religion but they're kids we don't yeah. have kids anymore did you think uh, this one kind of lacks a little bit they've gone away from the whole because like, they've gone through kind of a gambit of different like reasons for that the one that hides behind the rose meaning for why they're doing it this one kind of slightly goes back to the first three kind of where it's kind of like the plots there they're killing each other off you know as they get older kind of deal i mean it always seems kind of weird to me to like the people come visiting now are like teenagers they're there for some guy who used to live in the town it's not even in gatlin again like it's like some other town they don't really specify i don't think yeah. it being in gatlin and then it's like some guy that they that died even mendez's ex-boyfriend i guess technically or current boyfriend or best <laughs> which friend. apparently the guy just like jokes around and he's like yeah <laughs> he says some like really like inappropriate joke about their dead friend after he like just like they're about to spread his ashes like he's not like two years dead <laughs> he's like freshly pretty sure he's still supposed to be barbecue and then they get in the <laughs> car the car accident and <laughs> all the ashes get all over <laughs> yeah and then it's like do they come from la <laughs> Nobody cares that his ashes are like gone now. <laughs> like no. I mean, except person. Eva Mendez, who got it like in her face. She was upset because <laughs> it was on her face, and that was it. I mean, it was just mm -hmm. a, like, is this a plot point that we needed in the story? Because there was already a reason for them to be there with yeah. the girl's brother having been there. This is yeah. why I find it so convoluted because it's like we didn't need that part of the story. Like we could have gotten them all to go like maybe she just wants to go and get her brother and they're going to there to support her and we could have saved so much fucking time yeah <laughs> and like and if well, the guy killed himself like who fucking cares like this has nothing to do with the movie and then <laughs> the girl gets up from the table and she has to stand in the corner and she's like this and she's like what if what if it wasn't an accident and then Ava Mendez is like, no, you're lying. <laughs> it was really stupid to bring. I'd rather them have the dead friend plot versus the brother plot. Because if you think about it, the brother didn't even do anything. She's like, my brother's here. I don't, they just happened to stop there. And like, she finds her brother and her brother's like, no, nah, bitch, I don't want to go back with you. And she's like, okay. And then he dies. You didn't enjoy the secret lettering when he wrote to her, like, bye. And then she realizes it says, help me in the no. acronyms of, of the letter that he wrote her. It's like, no, come on. That was almost as good as your Rob Zombie poster that you sent on the chat room. But <laughs> also <laughs> the main girl is like, she looks like a thumb. She has the... I'm in, as interested in her as I am in this lamp that's next to me. Like, <laughs> Eva Mendez should have spearheaded this whole thing. Like, I know. I that's I don't understand that. Why is this homely ass girl the final girl? Like, what is the why? Because Eva Mendez is the hoe or something. Like, what is the point? I know it's and okay. She was kind of a she, boss hoe. She's a thumb with bangs. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> she's definitely a boss hoe because she like she literally told that guy he's like. I don't care. This was a one night stand for me. And he wanted yeah, more. She's like, that's what it was for me. <laughs> yeah. Also, disclaimer, we'll be talking about Alexis Arquette, who is super cute in this movie. Alexis Arquette transitioned to a female after this film, but in this film, she was male or yeah. appeared male. So I apologize in advance if we misgender. I don't even know how to properly gender whenever it's pre-transition, but 
the fact that she had like a goatee threw me off like the whole time because all i could see was the eyes and i'm thinking i just what is what's going on here with this goatee i get it's like the 90s And actually, that's what he looked like, though. He looked like that. I remember because back in the day before he, whatever, he did look like a dorky ass guy. I thought he looked cute. I thought he was a little desperate. I thought he was trying to get in that girl's pants. Like, I thought he was creepy in this. I don't know. That was just me. He was giving me like Randy from Scream vibes. Oh, 100%. Um, 100%. Yeah. And the shaggy. Yeah. <laughs> Super cute. And like, vastly different if you've ever seen them in Sometimes They Come Back completely different oh, yeah. look mm. so r.i.p alexis arquette always loved her but i would actually forgot about that like i thought she was still around honestly just was kind of mm. staying out of the limelight but like that's so sad i, I was i was actually saddened by, by rereading that part when i was looking up some of the mm-hmm. stuff on here i was like no <laughs> and that was the thing too because i remember them being in um was it what was Pride that celebrity well, oh, yeah, no, this, uh, this same rehab. year the same year he uh filmed or she filmed See, she was a boy she then, so I don't know what to a... say. I, whatever. No, it wasn't. It wasn't the rehab one. It was where what the hell was the name of that show? Flavor Flavor was in the house. Was it Big Brother? Uh, Corey Feldman was on a season. It was on VH1. Yeah, it was kind of like a Big these, Brother thing, but it's not. It's uh, yeah, it's all these celebrities oh. living in the house. Remember Adrian Curry and Peter Brady were in what a season of it. Mini Me was on it as well. What the oh, hell like was the name of that Troy, show? Bernie like li- living with li- living uh living with celebrities or yeah, it was like so it was some kind of celebrity VH1 show. Alexis Arquette was on it. I just realized so special shout out. Alexis Arquette is actually the first trans person I ever witnessed, saw, heard of. Yeah, yeah. Like I didn't know it was a thing. So she was my uh trans trailblazer. Nice. So respect for them. Was it? She did the. She's great in uh the one with Adam Sandler. Uh, yeah, wedding oh, the wedding. She's singing the song. Yeah. 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 Oh my god, it's like one of my favorite parts. Oh ever. my god, that is the best. She's yeah. She's so good oh, at that. This is. I didn't. I didn't realize this wedding singer came out the same year as Children of the Corn, and Bride of really? Yeah. And Bride of Chucky. Oh, okay. So I guess all of that would happen at the same. Wow. You know, it feels like all of those were like different time frames. Isn't that weird? Oh my god. That's What's so even weirder is all those things came out before the show Felicity, and I felt Felicity was forever ago. <laughs> I love Felicity. Oh. I'm trying to see like when the first time, when the first movie was that she came out. I thought it was The Wedding Singer. No, because even after The Wedding Singer, she played male characters like in felicity she played jim and mm. she plays characters named mark and fool's gold mitch apparently she was in she's all that i don't remember was she in she's all that that's what her eye to be said yeah i don't know who that was well especially that time frame and that had to be really hard especially in this like, like, in this kind he, of career mm-hmm. <laughs> oh no alexis arquette was the number where they're like, be silent, be still, be silent, be still. Oh, the, 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 the theater. They were the theater the guy, theater. yes. Uh, <laughs> where uh, Freddie Perez Jr. just starts kicking his hacky sack around. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Uh, it just uh, came to me. Oh, my God. That's so uh, funny. Oh, I love that part. Anyways, see, you look, Lance, you're losing control of the room here. <laughs> trying try to bring you all back in, you know. <laughs> Not me. You're losing control that. of one person. <laughs> Very true. You can't talk she, about she went down a rabbit hole. talk about it. Oh, my God. I love that movie. Uh, <laughs> so all in all, this basically this movie is kind of one of those things where a cast of I guess what early adults slash yeah. late 
teens. So the, the description, yeah. the description says six college kids, but if you look in some some descriptions of it, it says they're in high school. No, they're not. clearly they're in college. They're like, not rocking around no with blow up dolls in high school. Yeah. Oh yeah, and yeah, that was like a whole thing too because it's like so we have the two other kids with the blow up doll and like what the fuck is going on? I mean, clearly their characters to be expendable, right? But well, you know that's Frank Zappa's kid, by the way. I don't know if anybody knew that musically wise. That Laszlo. Yeah, Laszlo was a uh, Emmett Zappa, which is the youngest of uh, of the Zappa brothers, and it's like because there's Dweezil Zappa and then there's Ahmet Zappa. So mm. there's a little musical scenario there for you. Great names. Thank um, you. Well, Frank Zappa is a, a very amazingly strange and a beautiful man. So, <laughs> don't know who he is. Really? Oh man! Like he actually wrote, I think, the music or the actual lyrics for uh, Frank Sinatra's daughter, who did uh, the Nancy? stepping song. Yeah, these boots are made for. Oh my god! Mm -hmm. Keep going. Okay. okay. <laughs> Frank Sinatra's daughter who sing the stepping song. <laughs> I know you're over here. You don't even know the name of the song. Yeah, you are yeah. giving a shit because I don't know who Frank Zappa is. Oh the my audacity. God. The audacity. Well, yeah. So, I mean, you got these like crew of people that are in a town. Uh, another car breaks down on the side of the like, corn beetle, which seems to be a going plot for most of the time when they end up in these like rural towns. It's like, <laughs> it's why else like, would they be there? They crash yeah. in a ditch because the blow up doll, remember, gets in their windshield. Oh, yeah. So, the fucking <laughs> <blow> <laughs> damn you blow up doll damn you to hell like i mean i don't even know because it's like that's the thing like okay let's talk really quick maybe we can talk about like what did work with this movie so i think what did work with it was that i do like that premise of having all of the college kids drive through town and then like a group of them having to face these kids but the kids in question are not really kids except for that little dorky one in the beginning that was in a bunch of crap. What's that kid in? The one with the big ears. Yeah. Yeah. So like, you know, he's probably the only child child, but the rest of them are like older. And so I was something in the movie and I can't remember if it was in this one or in 666. And I guess they're the kids are good until they're 19 and then they have to throw them in the silo. I mean, don't forget the well, David Carradine what... <laughs> snippet. So that was kind of like random having David Carradine randomly put in there. Oh yeah, well, he was in there. I know that was so stupid. As like a, the adult <laughs> puppet, so mm -hmm. no the other adults could realize that, you know, he's basically plotting to kill, <laughs> and using the silo as a tunnel to like I guess hell or because the fire scene. I mean, did you guys have any spots that actually have gore that you actually enjoyed at this one? No, there's no gore. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't know if there really was gore. There's no gore because it, like literally every time they they kill somebody they cut away. Well, except the the David Carradine where his his head blows up. Remember because it actually okay. splits in half. So there is that. So with the exception, they used all their money on one effect. Clearly, because everything <laughs> else. David Carradine. <laughs> yeah, and this yeah. is my thing. It's like okay, so we have Fred Williams and we have Kane Hodder. So I I don't even know because we're I was trying to find the uh, the actual budget of this movie and i'm like did they really spend oh, yeah. 1.6 million dollars on this piece of shit like i don't even that was in your notes i was like i was like there's no way <laughs> yeah 80 percent of it probably went to david carradine oh yeah and then i didn't what i would surprise you the most about this movie is how hot kane hotter was that's all is that before he was burned no i i don't think so because i saw a little bit of scarring unless it was different. oh okay yeah no i mean he did look he looked fine in this movie i mean but that's the thing it's like okay so when we're talking about kane hotter back then are people going to recognize who he even is, right? Because it's not like 
it's not like it is now where everyone's obsessed with you know friday the 13th but you know he never even like he doesn't even start playing jason until part seven right so yeah. is he even like a big thing yet i i don't know i i, I can't remember that far back and i wouldn't have known who he was when i was a kid because this was what 98 yeah 98 yeah so i was like 10 when this movie came out <laughs> so Kane hotter trying to before 98 it's a lot of like parts that you wouldn't really know him from a lot of stunts little stuff. bits parts well yeah uh, he does a lot of stunt work obviously so i mean he probably did the spots for the fire parts in this yeah he might have i mean i wouldn't be well i don't know like, that's my thing it's like you know what was his his deal or his reputation then i don't know you know what yeah. i mean i mean if he's more stunts orientated i that i wouldn't shock me that he did the scene where they fall off the uh, silo where he's on fire. I mean, that would yeah. probably be the biggest thing. And then the other guy who gets set on fire there, that's probably like that and the brother getting stabbed were probably the only real scenes and David Carradine's head being split, in, you know, into two were probably the, the most horrific parts of the whole movie. Other than that, it was basically every time the kids are told to leave town and get on the bus, <laughs> he always seemed to miss the bus. Yeah, so he was actually Jason for quite a while before that. The first time he played Jason was in 1988 for New Blood. Yeah, part seven. So, oh, yeah. I guess that was, that was 88, wasn't and, it? Because then that? he also he also did Jason Takes Manhattan before then, and then he did Jason Goes to Hell, which was 93. So he was Jason three times before 98, because he also had a cameo in Wishmaster with Robert Englund and... Um, Oh, oh yeah, uh, Wishmaster was good. Yeah, and um, Candyman, what's his name? Tony Todd. Tony Todd, yeah. All three of them had a cameo together. And so I was oh, like... that's fun. I love yeah. that. Yeah, I was trying nice. to meet Kane Hodder actually at Spooky Empire, but he wasn't at his table. I kept walking by and I'm like, where the fuck is he? Because like <laughs> literally everybody was in line for Robert England and like, and the, the line wrapped around the fucking building. Yeah. And I'm like, I've already met him before. And, and the reason it's like the line was so long is because Robert England like just does not shut up. Like if you meet him, he's great. He's the sweetest Aww. guy, but he will literally talk to you for 20 minutes. Hey, you pay <laughs> sometimes a hundred bucks for these things. So if he's talking to people that long. Oh yeah, people, yeah. I mean, you're getting your money's worth. Yeah. And he's not even expensive to meet. <laughs> like I think talking to Mark like, Hamill. It was yeah. like 50 bucks. Alyssa Sutherland from your favorite Evil Dead movie was very like... Oh eye contact God. pulled you to the side make sure you had a good like three minute conversation with her she was so sweet if only her movie was good i know if only that movie didn't i mean she was great she was the it. best like she was she, was she did amazing but the movie she did was amazingly out. in it but that movie i and, and somebody still hasn't seen it so she's the the mom that gets possessed in evil dead rise lance hmm. oh yeah yeah, yeah the one yeah well, I was going to say that actually a fun fact uh, for this actual movie was originally uh, entitled Field of Screams, uh, but Merrimax made them change it because of the success of Scream. So initially this was supposed to be Field of Screams. What about that fact was fun exactly? <laughs> the scream was doing so well and was the, the best kind. <laughs> that was just kidding. About it. <laughs> I know. There wasn't a lot of research to be had with this one, but there was um my favorite one was the fact that Ava Mendes thought she was just awful in this yeah. movie and she hires an acting coach afterwards. But you which... know what? At least she acknowledged she did a movie and she wasn't even terrible. She was typical bimbo, but she wasn't bad <laughs> as an actress. But like the fact that she saw it and was like, oh, that's cringy and hired an acting coach and then told <laughs> And then told a reporter that that was her first reaction. Like, 
if it was any other celebrity, they'd be like, I don't know. I don't, that was so long ago. I don't even remember doing that movie. <laughs> or I or know. just like, say they didn't do it. Yeah, <laughs> that, that was wasn't me. me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, and that's what I'm saying. So many of these actors won't acknowledge, like, so, like, I don't think Naomi Watts is running around telling people, oh, I was in Children of the Corn Part 4. Like, I don't think she fucking... <laughs> I'm sure if you asked her, when she has a big resume, I'm, that's not going to be the thing that stands out. <laughs> no, that's true. I, you're right about that. But it's like, it, that's what always gets me mad. Because like Johnny Depp will, will yeah. like ever acknowledge A Nightmare on Elm Street. And it's like... Yeah, and the thing about these actors is that that was their first film. It's different if it's like the eighth film out of your 60 film resume. But like, if it's your first film, like, be kind yeah, of... Yeah, you had to get somewhere with it, right? You gotta go start yeah. somewhere and be somebody at one point. Like, I, it's weird that people don't want to react to, like, the fact that it's like, hey, this is what it is. Like, you know, I, I yeah. did it. We had fun with it, and fuck it. Yeah. Yeah, and and Patricia Arquette, God forbid she acknowledged Dream Warriors, right? And she didn't even come back to play uh, her character in part four, either. So it's No like, one even right. liked her. No one even liked her. <laughs> <laughs> I like her in Stigmata. <laughs> Oh yeah, Sigmata. I love that movie. Uh, so, what, what was kind of the end result that you guys kind of felt for uh, this movie for five? Number four or five? Uh, five. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. Well, actually, this is the movie. Like I said, this is the one that I saw that I made me not want to watch the other ones because, again, it's not a terrible movie. It's not like something that I'd be like, "This is terrible. Don't watch it." Some people are going to enjoy it. It's not. I mean... It's not terrible quality. It's just not an engaging story. So it's on the lower tier of them for me, even though I was excited because when it comes to these films, this is what I remember being young. Like this, these outfits, the hairstyles, like this is, that's my, my swan song, not appropriate term, but I'm going to say it. I mean, (laughs) yeah, this is our generation. Like everything we watched, you know, these were all the, the, the styles and the outfits or whatever. And Honestly, Ava Menes isn't that bad, but I can see why she would be whatever. But it's not even her fault. Like, I think that the direction of the film and just, I, I, I don't know, like, it could have been so much better. And so I I know we still have one more to talk about. That's like, we segue into one disaster for another. And then I was looking and the same, we have the same, I think, producers for this film as we do the next one. Yeah. And oh, apparently yeah. the next one is a direct sequel to this one, but I don't know where the fuck they tie together. Yeah. I don't know how Isaac has a baby. Yeah. <laughs> Who is fucking him in a coma? Like, what is going on here? Like, like so 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 speaking for everybody out there, we are going from part five to part six here, which is Children of the Core 666, Isaac's return. Just in case you didn't know. So yeah. go on. About Isaac and his uh, procreations. And just so you know, <laughs> Isaac retanned. But yeah, I mean, I, they don't explain it. I don't know if while he's in a coma, because when he's, when he's the first one, he's like supposed to be a kid, right? Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. we all know he's actually an adult, technically. Well, yeah, <laughs> but in, in the universe of Children of the Corn, he's a kid. And so I guess yeah. he's in a coma since then. I don't, I guess. Yeah, he was in a coma, they said, for 19 years, which is that true? Would it, it have been 19 it years? Pl- it it played better than any of the other movies have gone from one to the next technically you don't see him die yeah. <laughs> you know, he so. just get blows away, blown away or actually gets possessed yeah possessed yeah. and then blown away so you think maybe when they killed off whatever they kill off at the end it comes out of him and they puts him in a coma i could i could kind of believe that at least <laughs> to yeah. some degree 
Out of all the horror movies, that's not the craziest thing to happen. And, and the film, they even say that they had put him in a coma. Like the cult is trying to keep him out of prison or something, which I didn't even know that this place had a hospital. Because yeah. like, and that's the thing, like none of, like a lot of the, so for 666, a lot of the plot points just don't make any sense because first of all, Nancy Allen would have been an adult when this happened, right? So like, how did she survived the massacre in Gatlin. Also, by the way, it's the first time we've actually gone back to Gatlin after all this time from the very first movie. So every other time we've not yeah. been in Gatlin, it's the second one, it goes to the town next door. Third one's in Chicago. Uh, the fourth one, I'm not even sure where they're at, to be honest fourth, with you. It's yeah, like, the fourth one's in Nebraska, but it's not in Gatlin or anywhere. Yeah, and yeah. then uh, the, the fifth one, again, really doesn't actually say anything about Gatlin or anything. So this is our actually really... Technically, in all sense, coming back home to Isaac and Catelyn. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this was the first one that made me realize, like, why are these adults campaigning for Isaac? Like, if they go back to the way things were, they're all going to have to die. Like, yeah. I, didn't, yeah. I didn't get it. But he, they did have two hot guys in the movie, so I guess that's cool. <laughs> did you seem like you feel like the doctor was kind of weirdly on this weird fence? No, that's not the like, one I was talking about being hot. Um, <laughs> what you don't like the older man like that, that was that was Lance trying to change the subject yeah. <laughs> sorry I didn't mean to make you jealous um yeah there is a doc there is a doctor in every children of the corn movie and he does seem kind of evil in the beginning I don't know why he's like has her in the chokehold at one point oh my god none <laughs> yeah. of this movie made any sense like I didn't even like well and she's she, like cool with it he's yeah. like choking her neck and she's like I think she even makes a joke no, bitch. Kick him yeah. in the balls and run away. I know. And then she keeps going back to this hospital. And it's just... So she's trying so to find her mom. Why don't we talk about what worked with the film? Because so... there's nothing that works. So what didn't work was... <laughs> yeah. It's kind of all over the place. Like, there's many moments in this movie where she drives into town where any normal person would have left. Like, at multiple moments. <laughs> where she's oh. like, first, the guy, when she picks him up, when she drives in, you know, the town... He disappears, he reappears. I mean, there's a lot of moments here where you, you could leave. The kids act like she's a, a famous person. The cop shows up out of nowhere, or the sheriff. Yeah. He kind of looks like a little uh, boy adult person. I don't even know. Like Terrible bangs. And yeah. the thing that did work was this is our first Children of the Corn movie with the sex scene. Oh, wait, no, that's a lie. The third. Yeah. No, the last the one was one had, the, the second yeah. one had one. And 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 part five has one too. It yeah. does. So. Well, okay. So this one actually had a sex scene with a hot guy in it. Let me rephrase. Um, no, that one guy with Ava Mendez was hot. He was hot. That wasn't a sex scene. He had sex yeah. with her. Well, yeah, no, but like it wasn't an actual sex scene. Oh my god! Yes, it was. They both. I don't know. I guess they went to bed. And I don't know. I don't. It was they didn't like... show a lot in it. They didn't do the, <laughs> yeah. the the pictures. Like this looked like a Skinamax moment. I saw no thrusting <laughs> in this one. You yeah. see the guy's butt. You see a little mole on his hairy butt. Ooh. Very flat ass, I will say. Oh my god. <laughs> but no, um, I knew he was evil as soon as I saw him. I felt like what movie was that? Oh, did you ever realize? Have you all seen Charlie's Angels? Not the dumb one. The one with Drew Barrymore and Lucy Liu and all them. Yeah. 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 Have y'all realized that whenever they show the girl who ends up being the bad guy at the end, it's like the, the twist was like the woman that asked them for help is actually the bad guy at the end. And when they first show the security footage and she comes out running, she's like, oh, I think it was Drew Berman. She goes, oh, she did it. And then they like shove her because she's in the room. That's what I did with this. 
I was like, oh, he's the bad guy. <laughs> and then it, it ended up being true. Oh my nice. God. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like the whole, this one was super convoluted. Like we had so many plot holes. Like someone took and- a shit in the toilet and someone didn't flush it. And then the other person came and took a diarrhea in it. And then that's what Children of the Corn six was. And the thing is, so John John Franklin, who plays Isaac, he 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 wrote co-wrote this film. Mm. How did we get Nancy Allen in this fucking movie? I don't even know. Like, how did that even happen? There's a couple of older school actors in there that have done like some actual real things in yeah, this. Yeah, Stacy well. Keach, the doctor, is yeah. is, is pretty no. big. Stacy Dash, Stacy Keebler. Not Stacy Dash. Oh my god, you asked. <laughs> no, his name is Stacy Keach, uh, the doctor. Like you know there are some big names in this i think that redheaded chick was in a bunch of crap back then i mean she looked really familiar i mean with her god-awful bangs oh and the kid the kid who plays his son he's in he was in a bunch of shit back then too remember like what was his name oh the dude with the was a tie-dye shirt on he was the the kid in go the one that was like all like drugged out like the whole time in the movie did you guys watch Um, go back in the day no i just i wasn't allowed to no, I wasn't oh. 17 at the time. <laughs> it's okay. I know some of us were 25 at the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I might have been. <laughs> the one thing that I actually thought was cool was the girl's death, where she got split into. Which they like bisecting people in this in this series. Yeah, was her name Mary, the other hot guy's girlfriend? Yeah, she she who she was in a bunch of stuff too. What was her name? Sydney Bennett. Oh, her. Yeah, her Morgan? Name was Morgan. Yeah, that's Tony yeah. Bennett's granddaughter. Just so for some musical trivia. Oh, nice. there you go. It's not. Yeah. I just made that up. She let. Oh, you're <laughs> such an asshole. <laughs> I was like, I, I was like, y'all would catch on. <laughs> no. So John Patrick White, who played Matt in the movie, who's also um, Isaac's son, he was in a bunch of stuff back then. Like, I, oh, he was in Teaching Mrs. Tingle. He was in Bone Chillers. That show Bone Chillers. He was in Tom oh, he's in the Hardy Boys. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Like a, a revamped version of that. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, not the old one, huh? No. Yeah, no. He's 51 he now. Which mm-hmm. is weird because him and the other guy, they're both in their 50s now. So, like, this movie was fucking 25 years ago. Like, I can't even, like, wrap that around my head that this movie was 25 years. I remember when this movie was, like, new. But, yeah, no, I mean, it was, it was just bad. And why was Nancy Allen in it? Can we call Nancy Allen? Can somebody message is she her on alive? Instagram? Yes, she is alive. <laughs> they just interviewed her on In Search of Darkness. But don't even go there. It was Nancy Allen on Nancy Allen. And just in case anybody doesn't know who that is, it's the one person from RoboCop, the partner. She's also the foil to Carrie and Carrie. That's yes. what I'm saying. And in the 70s, she was, oh, she's 73 now. Oh my God. In the 70s, you know, she was like, she was at the, I think she was in Dress to Kill. She's in actually both, all three Robocops, apparently. Yeah. Nancy Allen's pretty much the queen. Like, she's a, she's a horror icon. And to have her in this fucking movie, I'm just like so <laughs> mad. Like, why? <laughs> I mean, she got to kill somebody in it. I mean, so it does work. I, I don't think that it was like, I mean, obviously, she was there to draw people in or something, yeah. I guess, you know, to, to to bring in nostalgia for the film. But, like, they don't even use her very well. I mean, did you guys see, kind of get the vibe that it was, it was more like a, 
like a, a warlock, kind of like a witch, like a man witch type scenario where they're fulfilling a prophecy <laughs> type scenario. Like it's just, it seemed like one of those weird things where it's like, here he is, you know, and she's the chosen one. And because she's the first child of a child and he's the first male, the child of a child, like whatever they were saying earlier, it's like, it, it, it was kind of this vibe. And then like the weird part where like all the kids are hanging out there and like, she's famous because she's the one, even though you don't know why she even drove there in the first place. To like find other her than, mother. <laughs> yeah, but like, but did they tell her stuff? Because I feel like back then they don't tell you anything when you were adopted. So like, how did she get that information? It's well, like you didn't listen to her stupid little. So you know, the movie starts and ends with her dialogue, basically writing a letter to her adopted mother about why she's going back to Gatlin uh, because she needs to know the truth and blah blah blah. I just don't understand. Like, it's just so stupid. Like, they're in this hospital that nobody's in. They're in all of these dark areas. They're going through all of these paperwork. Why is this guy in a fucking leather jacket with bad sideburns running around the hospital? Yeah, he was like, I work at the hospital. Like, no, you don't. You're dressed like the Fonz. <laughs> I know, like, why are we? And then she has, like, somebody break into her hotel room. And instead of, like, freaking out about this, she goes and follows the person. She's running around in her underwear like there's some random ass stranger in her fucking hotel room. I would have lost my shit. And then the girl at the counter is like being a total bitch to her. Like I would have left. Like why am I here? Like what was the point of even? I liked it because it was more like why she's so special. <laughs> it was attitude. a little. It was a little. Well, I don't know. The girl being mean to her. She's the one that got cut in half. She's the guy's girlfriend. The yeah, hot guy with his girlfriend. Thing. Yeah, but I. And maybe they should have like expanded on a little bit more because it might have been maybe one of the only interesting subplots. But I thought she was being mean to her because it seemed like she almost wanted her to leave so that she wasn't going to go through all this. Because it's like, well, then why why else would she help her? Her boyfriend was going to be the sacrifice. Like, I think that's why she kind of didn't want it to happen and anything like that. And he kind of betrayed her anyways. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, it was just I don't I don't know. And then the whole thing was like, okay, I'm going to hook up with her. And yeah. like, how do you know you got her pregnant? You have no idea. Like, what is this? He never misses his target. <laughs> yeah. He's got a sixth sense. He is the the new uh, guy behind the rose, you know? So yeah. he's, oh my God. he's Isaac 666. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, do, do you guys find it funny? Because it, it literally leaves at the end of the movie, basically, for another sequel. Because I mean, like. He doesn't actually end up dying. Spoiler for anybody who's going to try to go through this. I mean, he can try to impregnate me next. But yeah. Oh, Paul is, his it. name is Paul Popowicz. So there you go. Popowick. And apparently <laughs> he was in, I don't know. There's a Paul CH there, but who knows? <laughs> but yeah, apparently he he's a Canadian actor. So I'm sure he's in a bunch of Hallmark movies, but he was also in uh, episodes of 90210. He was in a lot of like soap operas and and different things like that. So he he was pretty popular at the time, I would say. He's fifty now. Ew. He looks. He still looks good Shit. though. So good for him. <laughs> He's definitely oh. doing Hallmark movies now. Mikey, <laughs> be nice. Lance is getting there. So. <laughs> oh well, if he looks like Lance, then sure. <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah no like I I can't believe like it's I, I just. No, I just can't believe, like, they, why is it they cannot come up with a good enough plot with all of the, like, I think that I could fucking write a, a, a better script than the, like, 
from four on, all those movies fucking like they just fell flat. Like there were I mean, the movies themselves aren't bad, but the stories are awful. Like it's I just, think it's because they're not trying to. They're they not just, even trying. Yeah, they just want to get it. I think it's out. back to the same thing. Yeah, I was gonna say, is you think again, is this another unfortunate cause of we need to keep the the money where it's supposed to be kind of deal. Yeah, because this is also something that doesn't really happen that much anymore, where you'd have straight to video, which would I guess be straight to I would just know, be streaming, streaming now. Streaming. Yeah. But I guess yeah. well, but even straight to streaming sometimes is bigger than or as big as a movie in the theaters. Because yeah. back then it's like, how would they get these bigger actors in these straight to video movies? But I don't know. I mean well, back in the, the day that was like a sign of your failure of being an actor. Because if yeah. you were in a straight to to movie you know i mean the more you did of that back in those days it was kind of like you look down on them. it's like back in the day when people do commercials i mean now main actors do commercials and no one seems to care like you would actually have to go to japan to yeah. do a lot of acting like that in it you know what i mean where they pay you millions of dollars and they're like hey as long as it doesn't show in america because the second mm-hmm. shows in america that means somehow my acting career has gone downhill you yeah. know so i mean that's i mean and again having those actors in this that those people that are in higher end movies back in the day being in something like this is kind of actually it would be a bad scenario. So it's like it's weird to see actors who look like in that time frame were kind of falling off, maybe where you have young actors like Eva Mendez and a couple of other actors, you know, what I mean, who are technically could be their first film or their pinnacle. It's it's a weird dynamic where you're watching somebody's yeah. career technically fall and another person's kind Starting. of like start. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, that's kind of sad, though. And that's. But I, I don't know. It's like, I know that they're trying to pump them out, but I don't really, like, if you're going to put it out, you should fucking try. Like, just try. I don't even think that they even tried with this one. Like, they just put a bunch of random clips together. Like, nothing was cohesive. You have the I hospital, think... you have the motel room, you've got the cornfield. Sometimes she's on the road and the randomly she's driving in the cornfield. Why is there a road in the cornfield? Like, what is going on here? Like, why are we... I think I, you I can know. really tell there's two people different writing this and trying to make it blend, and then it feels like a lot of it's forced. And there and there's no kids. It's like what what was the point of of making this a children of the court? But where the fuck are the children? Because yeah. yeah. Oh, except for that ugly ass little kid with no teeth. Oh wow, he was missing <laughs> his front teeth. Somebody called the newspapers. Like he wasn't even creepy. Like ugh. Anyway, would you guys say that you think more and more since? That time frame, they they started pulling away from having too many children in it because maybe uh, for other things, you know, what I mean, like because we're also talking about time frames too. Like you know, we're going from the eighties to the nineties. Oh to well, yeah, because I know Columbine probably dictated a lot of like what was happening in horror films. You know what I mean? When was Columbine? Uh, well, it, it was a... around the same time because no, actually no, it was a little later. I think it was ninety nine. Well, see, uh, the Rage of Carrie came out the same year as this, so. But I think on the other end, maybe it was just in regards to the labor laws changing, where you have to jump through a bunch of hoops to have kids on set. Yeah, because in the 80s, like, they didn't care. Like, you were there, you know what I mean? You could have, like, a five-year-old hanging out and have a scene where somebody's getting... I mean, and also, again, remember the original one didn't have any real bloody murder scenes. Honestly, the ones with with the most gore are parts three and four. They have all the gore in, the, in those yeah. two. So, and then five, yeah. they take it out completely because I guess the budget was gone. And Three having my one... favorite scene ever. <laughs> I know. Oh yeah. I know. <laughs> that was so fun. But this one, this one had some gore, like when they split the girl in half. So there was that. 
Oh God, did I just say that? Um, and then. <laughs> wow, that's very I Jupiter mean, of you, Aid. So, I, and then we were talking about this before. Like, if if this is not the last one, ladies and gentlemen, there are still four more films. I was actually this. really taken back by that part, Lynn. <laughs> yeah, and, and one of them, yeah, one of them is the made-for-TV one, which I don't think we're we decided we're not going to do. Yeah. But we still Genesis, Revelations, and the actual remake. Well, this is the actual parts where they actually they it's no more continuation from this part on from this movie on, right? It's it's actually I don't know remakes, right? I thought that's pretty much where we're at. <laughs> it's like no, Revelations like, and Genesis are two different films. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So like, even though they ended this movie kind of having like a cliffhanger, like she gets away or whatever, and then it's like she's quote unquote pregnant. Even though, I mean, God forbid, have an abortion. <laughs> like, probably wouldn't want to talk about that, I guess, on there. It's, you know, it's like... Wow, Lance. <laughs> I know. Right. And, um, yeah, so Joe, which, which one comes next? So the next one is The Revelation. Um, so that one has Crystal Lowe. Michael Ironside is in that one. Here's the funny part, though. If you think about it, this is going by your your notes here, Aid, and then if it is true or not, that it was budgeted for... 800,000 and it made 14 million. That blows my mind. <laughs> if that's true. Yeah, I don't know if that's even true because these are things I found, you know, just Googling shit. And like, yeah. I just, I can't imagine. The other thing I think that this one probably had an upper hand in was that fans of the first film got to see Isaac again. Cause you want to know, like, okay, well, what the fuck happened? Like, how, do, how did they bring Isaac back? Oh my God. I mean, I'd be intrigued by that, honestly. Yeah. I mean, it's like Nev Campbell coming back for Scream 7. <laughs> I know, right? Um, and then we have Children of the Corn Genesis, which is a 2011 American supernatural film. It's the ninth installment. It came out in 2011. So we have a jump. So we have 99 with 666. Revelation comes out in 2001. And then not another, another 10 years before Genesis comes out. And then another nine years before they they release the remake so what do you guys think about the fact that it, he behind the rose powers have altered throughout the, these movies like how do you feel about that part like like legitimately like because it's gone from like a gambit of different entities of what this actual entity is you know what i mean like is it a demon is it witchcraft uh, is it like the devil because even in in uh that one kind of comes off as maybe he's actually the devil yeah what, what do you feel like in your end result of so far where this lies i think that the best ones are whenever there's a main child at the helm of all the like evil that. um and i think it kind of goes for whether it's them having some sort of wizardry or like even just being a messenger like in the first one yeah the ones that they don't have that which is pretty much all of them after three it's kind of like what it's just a different it's like wrong turn in the cornfields and then sometimes not even in the cornfield there's yeah, just, I, don't even, I don't even remember when i saw the last <laughs> cornfield in these movies i know it's just part and that's the thing it's like i honestly prefer i would rather go back to three with that big ass thing they had the t-rex oh yeah yeah, 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 yeah the yeah. godzilla creature like even that was fine i think after like mikey i agree with you like I've, after when we stop centering on the kids like, what the fuck is the point? Like, I don't care about these adults. The whole point is that the children, these kids are fucking creepy. They're murderers. They're, they, they murdered all of the parents in their village, like in their town. Like, this is, 
this is where the story is at. If if they could bring that even in modern day, so I don't know. I have not seen the remake yet. I know Mikey yeah, saw it. Same. Yep. I know Austin hated it. Yep. I kind of wish it would be more of like a Lords of the Fly type scenario. Like, you know what I mean? Like that huh? kind of like, like you're talking about the children, like where they're, it's a ritual for them, something they created. I kind of wish that we could have had more of the, the thing where if there is adults, they're using them like they did in three, where it's like to prolong their, their objective of what they're trying to do to, to kill off all the other grownups. Yeah. I mean, that's what they did in the first one too with the mm-hmm. gas guy. Yeah. 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 I like that idea because that plays along with how that would go. I, I, I wish they would kind of come back to that. And, and even like you said, if there is the main child is the, the host of the actual creature, you know, that lies underneath it and that's a, a demon or whatever. But this weird witchcraft thing where he's like a warlock floating in the air, you know, and some of those other crazy stuff. You're like, yeah, like, I don't need that. I just children can be creepy by themselves. That was kind of what made this whole like the creep show that it was. Yeah. But I agree. Uh, I think it both uh, interesting and funny, but I'm kind of looking forward to the next ones, but I'm also kind of not. <laughs> I mean, I think I, it's more of like a curiosity of where they're going to go. So yeah. we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I mean, if you guys have uh, watched the rest of them and there's, I mean, like, and that's the thing, we want to hear from you all, like, you know, from the listeners, which is your favorite? Is this a, is this a franchise that's worth watching for you? Like, I initially thought that yes that these were all going to be fine and then after part three they start to for me they start to dip a little and i was just thinking about um you know the hellraiser franchise while some of the movies are a little bit ridiculous i really feel like with hellraiser they 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 were consistent in the gore and they were consistent in the creatures and the things that they create like the sudden bites and things of that nature and it's like why why can't the series just be a little bit more consistent you know even if you if we have to turn these out fine but there's just no consistency there's no you know and and to not have children and children of the court it's like just blows my mind it's like what the fuck is the point yeah. why don't like we say the people of the corn teenagers of the corn early adults of the corn people of the dirt because i mean you know where the fuck's the corn been like mikey said so mm-hmm. whatever i don't dirty know. people Thirty people. Yeah. I'd actually almost enjoy like a kind of a, a prequel, like maybe like in Gatlin, like in the early days, like before the Dust Bowl type stuff, like that. You know, kind of uh, similar to, uh, I guess that vibe that um, was Dark Harvest kind of had a vibe of. You know, what I mean that kind of deal where it was like maybe like an earlier days where the children, you know, that way you could actually really, you know, hit into the actual children turning on the adults and something like that, and maybe some kind of person moseys on in, you know, and doesn't know what's going on and tries to help out some of the, the kids that don't want to be a part of it. But like, I, I think that would be the best way if you're going to go forward with that, do a prequel and just hope that does better. Yeah, I agree. After watching all these, I'm like, Dark Harvest seems like a sequel to Children of the Corner. <laughs> Dude, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, it's definitely better. They could have just slapped fucking Children of the Corn on there and there you go. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, obviously, that was a book too, though, wasn't it? So. Yeah. 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 All right. Well. All right. Well, what's uh, the end result of these two movies for you both? I think we know at this point. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to go stars on it? No? No one? no one? I mean, I guess both of them are just two out of five stars. <laughs> Forgettable, not worth, I mean, not um so bad towards like a one star, but I'm probably never going to watch them again. 
No, yeah, I'm definitely not revisiting either of these. It's making the remake look a lot better, though. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, I know. And, and that's sad because the remake's got a pretty decent cast. I'm looking at it now. So, huh, whatever. What are you going to do? Yeah. I guess we just we can't make a good Children of the Corn sequel. There's just, you know, so far, I don't think we've really hit any miracles on the head after part three. So, yeah. <laughs> The first thrice of the movies are probably the best you're going to get. And then hopefully yeah. they can figure it out afterwards. <laughs> yeah. um, All right. The so next couple, yeah. So the next one's streaming on HBO Max and then Genesis, you can actually watch on Tubi or Prime. And then, of course, mm. the remake is on Shudder right now. So uh, if you guys are, are listening and, and watching along with us, uh, have fun. <laughs> the last <laughs> yes. three. We mean that. <laughs> I know. Oh my God. And then uh, you know, who the hell knows what we're getting into next month, but uh maybe we stay away from <laughs> children <theory>. and corn. <laughs> yes, corn altogether. I'm over it. <laughs> maybe we'll get into livestock, folks. Livestock. Yeah. There we go. Pills, yeah. All right. Well, yeah. Lance, take us home. I know we have Redbubble, and you guys should go there and get some sweet, sweet merch that we got going on there. Mm-hmm. That would be awesome of you. Uh, we do have Patreon, which uh, I'm sure at some point we will probably put something new on there. Maybe we'll mm-hmm. talk about some other stuff that have to do with corn or children or, you know, livestock, like I was talking about earlier. You can find us on Instagram. Oh, you can find I us on Instagram. <laughs> was that not bad? <laughs> no, you're fine. Keep going. Yeah, let's see. You can uh, find us on Instagram. Uh huh. You can find us on Instagram at pathologically ade or horror in a half shell or Lance zombie versus hate. You guys are so better than I am. This that's why I'm around them. They're the best. Oh There's not God. even any numbers in our screen names. Like, <laughs> or you can follow our. Um, obviously, make sure you like and subscribe to our accounts. We have our accounts on Instagram and. Um, facebook at slashers pod or slashers podcast um and then of course the mutant goons from beyond pages so make sure you give us a like and a follow and uh you know shout out we'd love to have you guys uh join the patreon at patreon.com slash slashers pod so you know if you want to support us in any way um if you want to support us free then you can just share any of our episodes you can post them to your pages you could ask people to follow us like you know, those things are free and, you know, obviously we'd, we'd love to to hear from you and any, any comments you may have. Uh, Give us a five-star rating. Any criticisms, <laughs> listen, and if you got shit to talk, please talk that shit and, and, and bad news is just as good as good news. So it really doesn't matter to me. Love us, hate us. Well, exactly. either way, I've just noticed one of my eyebrows is skinnier than the other one. So I that am going through right. a crisis right now. Okay, so I guess with that, Lance. Good die and bye. <laughs> you literally had all week to write this down. All right, everybody. We tried with this one, but he's he's very hard to break in. So yeah. goodbye <laughs> and good die. We'll see how he does next month. Goodbye. Yes. Don't die. <laughs> die. Oh my god. Oh man. <laughs>